guides, intuition and energy. Oh my, (laughs) I just had the most delightful and like enriching chat with Renee Wilkinson. You guys, she is the real deal. Like she walks her talk. If you want to learn about energy, reading your intuition, letting your body be your guide, um, meditation, like the works, like honestly, you're going to love this chat. She's Newcastle based. You can work with her globally. It's just all so freaking cool. Here she is. Renee, thank you so much for joining us. I'm thank still laughing. you. <laughs> uh, we were just having a little giggle um, beforehand at my poor grammar choices, but I am so, so glad that you're here and that you've been so gracious in my rescheduling and everything like that because I know you are, you know, the owner of a very full schedule. So <laughs> I'm stoked you're here. So... You are just one of the most fascinating people that I know, and that's for so many reasons. But for those that don't know you, this is Renee Wilkinson, and I am going to, like, I can't even, I can't even articulate the beautiful scope of things that you do. Um, Can you fill us in on what you're about, who you are, and what it is that you've created and creating? Yes, um, it is quite a scope. I was actually only thinking this the other day of like, I do so many things, yeah. but in a nutshell, as big a nutshell as I can make it, um, I practice kinesiology, I teach yoga, I teach meditation, I do intuitive mentoring, um, I do one on one sessions, which are all around kind of getting people in alignment with their highest selves, which often involves peeling away the stuff (laughs) that surrounds us in the real humanness of it all. Um, That's in a gist of the tools that I use. And then in terms of creating, um, my husband and I, we have the Open Mind Space, which is a space based in Newcastle, Um, predominantly yoga and meditation, but we called it the Open Mind Space because it is open to so many different things and learnings and modalities um so that's a pretty cool concept that we're forever evolving and then um i myself am also personally creating or in the midst of um something called homecoming which is um an intuitive activation and mentoring experience which is um evolving it's very exciting (laughs) it sounds so good and I'm totally going to ask you about that in a second but if you guys are in Newcastle and happen to well if you're in Newcastle or be passing through you've got to check out this space it's in Broadmeadow Mm. it's beautiful and honestly in the vibes when you walk in it's Mm. like what is happening here like it's (laughs) real like it's really calming like I don't know it's there's something about it that, you know, you just, it's just really nice. Like I can't even, I've, I've got no words today, which is concerning considering <laughs> we're like on a podcast. <laughs> but no, it's a beautiful space and you can totally see the energy there and why so many people are drawn to it. And yeah, mm. it's just awesome. So thank you for bringing that to Newcastle. 
We appreciate it. So, (laughs) So I work with a lot of clients around boundaries and you put up a post, I think it was last week, about mm. learning to say no to hugs. And I was like, yes, girl. Like I, I'm a hugger, but I can, knowing how much you work with energy and how like um, how sensitive you are to other people's energy and that around you, hit me with the details around, you know, this boundary that you created and why and how you, you did that. Yeah. Um- I, I've never been a major hugger, like from the get go, there's never been my go-to form of contact, yeah. <laughs> hugging. <laughs> but in particular with, yeah, with the work that I do, um, I, there's a lot of, of giving, uh, I feel I give a lot more energetically and I'm so focused on, um, the energetics behind what is happening when I'm working with someone that I feel like I really need to be clear on my personal space and I feel like when someone comes in for a hug especially without asking like there's times and places and I do participate in hugs but if someone just comes at me with a hug bring it in yeah yeah it feels for me personally it feels like an invasion of space and it feels like something is being taken like it's taken a long time for me to get my head around that people are giving hugs when often it feels like someone's taking something from me um which is just my perception but yeah because of that sensation I've just had to put that boundary up of and it's been really awkward and difficult for me to have people say can I hug you and be like oh actually no thank you and deal with the awkwardness that comes the, well, there's two two spectrums. There's some people recently after I did that post as well, or just before I did that post, which prompt, prompted it, there was someone who was like, oh, because they came in for the hug. And I went, oh, no, thank-. and I actually had to put my hand on their chest and like hold physically hold them out. Wow. He's like, oh, no, thank you. I actually don't feel comfortable having a hug right now. And um, they were kind of, yeah, just te- a bit taken yeah. aback. And then, but they acknowledge it. They're like, actually, I didn't ask you. So that's, I understand. I should learn from that. I'm an automatic hugger. Um, And someone else went to give me a hug and I did the same thing of like, oh, no, thank you. I don't feel like a hug right now. And they just stopped and went, go you, good boundaries. All right. And then just carried on. Yeah, that's so good. I think that's so important. And that's exactly where I want to start there because there's so much like boundaries are seen, I know, like there's this connotation for some like Mm. that that word's a really harsh word like and it's a really like a a negative thing to have but I love boundaries I think they're they're like crucial in terms of self-preservation and you know just in honoring what we need but why Mm. do you think we struggle so much with setting boundaries like as a collective some people don't they're really good with it they're really clear um but, yeah, why do you think so many of us really trip up there? I think there's probably an element of people-pleasing. We get so trained to make everyone around us quite comfortable. Um, I suppose in my world anyway, that's where it went for for a really long time is I didn't want other people to feel uncomfortable with my boundary. And that that goes way deeper than hugs as well. But um, I think, yeah, I feel that we as a society, particularly as women, are taught to make everyone else happy, make sure everyone else is happy and safe and comfortable first, and then we'll put our wants and needs at the lower end of the list. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, we just kind of 
mould and shift and move these boundary lines so that other people are comfortable and we don't put anyone else out. Totally. I'm just like sitting here nodding along to that because it is conditioned in us, you know, like you don't want to make, don't be, don't make them feel rude or don't be rude. And, you know, like from when you're little, whenever you don't want to do something or say something and there's this whole movement, like I never make my children hug anyone. I never Mm. make them give anyone a kiss. Like if they feel like going, I'm shaking your hand, like go dude, like that's totally fine. But if they, someone goes in for a hug and they're not feeling it, I don't push it, but I know Mm. like that's their little zones. But I know as a child, I was always pushed to, you know, I know we're just talking specifically here about hugging and giving people a kiss, Mm. but it was always like, don't be rude. Give them a a hug or a kiss. So, um, yeah, I can totally see where that, you know, whole systemic thing comes from. But um, I think people feel like it doesn't always have to be such a, firm line like in terms of like you don't necessarily have to build a fence but Mm. recognizing where your energy leaks are coming from Mm. and where you're yeah yeah, like where something doesn't feel right for you or aligned and I know we throw aligned around all the time but it actually is a really you know it explains it so well that if something feels like out of whack yeah. For you, that's a really good place to look at where you may need to, you know, put a boundary up, create a new loving rule for mm-hmm. yourself. Totally, totally. And being okay with that boundary shifting and changing as well. That mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, as you said, like that firm fence. Because there's definitely, there's days where I, if we're using hugging still, there's days where I need a hug. Like I, I want all of that hugging action, like bring it on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then it's being okay the next day. I'm like, oh no, new day and I'm good. I'm good with the lack of contact. <laughs> like just totally. being, being okay with it shifting and changing as well. Because we do, I don't, I, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for, especially women, the cyclic and seasonal creatures that we are and how many things shift and move on a day-to-day basis on a week like week-to-week basis and who we were a month ago to who we were a year ago we still are so traditional in holding ourselves to that standard and Mm -hmm. you know we're just not that's just not how we roll we're constantly (laughs) taking in new data we're constantly (laughs) responding and growing and re-evaluating everything so it's not uncommon for our boundaries to need to firm up or flow a little more. And yeah. So totally. Um, intuition is without a doubt our most undervalued. What is that word? <laughs> it does not sound like what is happening today? What is happening? <laughs> I'll try again. It's our most undervalued tool. And I've heard you speak on the body pendulum. Mm-hmm. Can you talk us through that? I think I know, but I can totally talk you through it, and it it's it's definitely more of a visual tool, but we can totally talk through it. Okay. So it's like I don't have you ever used like a crystal pendulum, for example, like in your hands and held a pendulum in your hands. How it swings from side to side. Yes. Yes. 
totally. So it's it's kind of like that, but with your body. So oh. um, yeah. So you you stand up straight, feet about hip width distance apart, mm-hmm. and usually close down your eyes so you don't have any external um, distractions. Mm-hmm. Relax your body, relax your mind, and you ask your body either internally in your mind or out loud, show me yes. And usually your body moves in a direction, forward, backward, side to side, round in circles, whatever it is for you, but your body will move in a direction. Then you ask, show me no, and your body will move in another direction. So for me, for example, my yes is usually a lean forward and my no is usually a lean back. Um, So this is a physical response and reaction to um, the energy that's flowing through, through intuition, your higher self. It's a physical reaction that's happening um, that allows you to appease your mind a bit more. We can get really stuck in our heads and especially with intuition as you're learning more about it, you can get really caught up in, is this real? Am I making this up? Is this just a story or a thought or what's going on here? Is this actually my voice? Um, But when you get a physical response it's a little bit more difficult to ignore or a little bit more difficult for your mind to argue with it because we're so we respond so indefinitely to um physical totally that's so cool totally not what i was thinking of so i love that Mm, i love that amazing and it is the the gold i show everyone and anyone, as, as many people as I can this, because it, it bypasses the conscious mind and we get so caught up in the conscious mind and our conscious mind is really good at creating all of the possibilities. Like it's really good at saying, well, if you turn left, then this and this and this and this and this can happen and five minutes later you're still down the rabbit hole of all of the possibilities that could happen when you turn left. And then you go, ooh, okay, what happens if I turn right? And your mind rattles off all of these options and possibilities and magical ways that things can happen. Mm-hmm. And then you potentially get uh, numbed or paused, frozen with the fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the what if, the yeah. um, insecurity or the unsurety. What if I make the wrong decision? What's the right decision? So when you go to the body pendulum, you are bypassing all of that you are bypassing all of the stories the ego the fear and you're going straight to the um the core of it all to your higher self to your intuition and I like to think that your intuition sees the bigger picture it's like it has the the game plan mapped out and it goes right we need to be going left in order to get to that end goal that we're looking for so you just find the answer trust it which is also the tricky part of getting the answer and trusting it and taking action so yeah yeah because oh I love it I totally Mm. love it so when I teach because I when I try and explain intuition because it's I it's all it's my jam completely but the way or how I use it, well, within myself, because I'm not actually going out there and just like teaching all about intuition, not what I have been doing, but we do speak on it quite a bit, is that if you, you know, if it's coming up to that fork in the road and you have choices, I simply ask myself the question and have one answer and don't go into it, but I feel that answer. Like, and one yeah. of them will always feel expansive to me. Yes. And one will feel restrictive. Like Totally. So left might be like, oh, and then restrict the right might be like, oh. 
and that is as far and that's how I can differentiate but then that's not always foolproof so I like the idea of well no it actually that's pretty solid but I love Mm. the idea of taking your mind out of it and allowing Mm. your body because our bodies always feel it before Mm. our brain takes over like totally and when you practice when you get uh good at using the body pendulum you actually feel it within your body before your body physically responds so you feel that kind of like pull coming from within before your physical body reacts so it's it's pretty cool yeah and we have all of this information it's just we layer it on with stories and um uh, what's the word i'm trying to think of stories and like structuring and uh, society conditioning is the word i'm thinking of yes Um, we just layer on this intuition with all of these shoulds, coulds and supposed tos and it just filters out that intuition or really dilutes it so we don't trust it when we get that diluted version. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, and I know I'm not the only person who's probably making like weird noises on the end of <laughs> this podcast because people are driving and all of those things and they'll be just going, yep. So I actually saw a quote yesterday that if you can accurately, why, why can't I speak, (laughs) accurately explain your intuition, then it's not your intuition. And I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But then I tried to explain my intuition and then I was like, I don't know if I can do that either. But (laughs) I also can't speak today. (laughs) Yeah. What's your thoughts? very yeah interesting I I suppose the way I would take it the way I want to take that that quote or that concept is that if you can explain it that perhaps you are making it quite conscious and logical and more often than not your intuition isn't logical and isn't something that the mind can fully grasp and perceive and if your mind can fully grasp and perceive it you're not diving in deep enough that's in that's how I want to take that quote I like it I like your side (laughs) I like your viewpoint on that and it is that and that's when that comes back to like that whole the faith and the belief system in trusting like if you do decide to live this path where you are allowing yourself to be your ultimate guide which I believe is we'd like we don't need gurus no one like Mm-mm. I honestly believe that we have the answers to all of our questions within us we just need to be okay with what that is and give ourselves permission to steer the ship um mm. in that same breath it's great to learn from people it's great to have guides and you know we all have walked different paths and can gain from others experiences but ultimately we have the answers ourselves that what we need when that time comes. Um, But being able to trust in that and trusting in something that you can't see, which is either your intuition, the universe, God, whoever it is you, you know, you speak to and trusting that there's a path and that everything's unfolding as it should. That's not always so easy. Is it? (laughs) Like, that is that takes a lot of practice. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice to to trust that, um, which is why I really love offering people the tool of the body pendulum, or if they use the the crystal pendulum, is because you can start to use that as evidence 
building and gaining. So, for example, um, you ask a question, uh, a small example of like, say, like, should, uh, it's in my high school to have chocolate. Um, and it says no. And you're like, well, screw you, body pendulum. Actually, I really, my mind really wants chocolate, so I'm going for the chocolate. Yeah. And then, let me and then, live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, let me be free. Um, but then maybe, maybe an hour later you feel really sick. So you get you gain that evidence like, okay, it said no, but I did it anyway, and then this is the result. Or vice versa of um, it says no, you don't do it, and then what happens after that? So you start to – when you get those really clear-cut yes-no answers, you start to gain evidence of what happens when you trust your intuition and trust the answers or when you kind of buck up against the system and see what happens. And I know in my life with the different questions that I've asked and the different – limbs that I've leaped across um that I'm now more nervous to not trust my intuition and to not trust the answers than I am to just see what happens if I don't do it if that makes sense like I'm I'm more yeah more afraid to go against the guidance than to follow through Every single shit storm that I've walked into, well, that I have created, <laughs> partaken in, has been when I have gone against my intuition on some level every forking time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's always little things where you're like, hmm, and the second that I've gone, no, 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 I know better, is when <laughs> the, you, everything else is like, Let's just grab the popcorn because here she goes. Like, this isn't going to end well. And it never has. But then again, that's all, you know, we it all unrolls how it's meant to unravel. But we get evidence for what we're looking for, isn't it? And it's like, totally. if you aren't paying attention, you'll miss all these little golden nuggets. But yeah, it's like that, that whole the universe throws pebbles. And if you're mm-hmm. not paying attention, you get a rock. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, boom, bitch, be gone with a boulder. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And I, I also, in, in my world anyway, also believe that there's no wrong path. Like you can't mm-hmm. go down the wrong way. It's just there's a quicker way and a slower way. So for me, when I'm receiving guidance, I my intention is, okay, what's the quickest, easiest, expansive, fun way to get through this game of life? And that's what I'm looking for with that intuition. When I go against it, it doesn't mean that the game stops and life's over. It's just maybe I'm choosing the slower or the harder or the more difficult way to get around things. So, yeah. Yeah, well, there's no right or wrong. There's only ever choices, isn't there? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that keeps it a little lighter and a less like Jumanji, like don't want to do the wrong one, like the Hunger Games. Like that's... That's, that was my last couple of weeks when the kids were sick. That's what I said. Mom's like, how are you? I said, Mom, I feel like it's like the Hunger Games. Like I, we're all in survival mode and we're not all going to make it out. Like it's so stressful. Anyway, so, okay. Now I can't believe it's taken me this long to actually ask you about this, but your guides. Like last year, I think it was, it must have been where you publicly stepped out of the spiritual closet fuck (laughs) spiritual closet and I for one was like totally psyched so you have a really strong relationship with another side I won't say the other side because I believe that and I think you know they're all around us all the time Mm -hmm. but there is another sign so if you'd be so kind I would love to hear all about the guides and what 
does that mean like if you could see my hands like I'm doing like this whole big thing like a world like what does that mean (laughs) totally um okay so guides in in general guides can mean many things to to many people for me guides are like my soul family so it's it's like there's lots of dimensions and parallel worlds happening simultaneously and my conscious primarily exists in my physical body primarily I'm in this 3d world and sitting on earth and and moving my little meat suit around and doing fun things with it um but then there's also this energetic higher realm part of me of my of my consciousness of my awareness um that exists in this higher realm this higher space and in that higher space there's also beings and energies that exist up there so much like how on earth um, I have a physical family and physical friends on that higher dimension I also have soul family and and soul friendships and, and relationships so of that higher realm there are several particular energies that stay close by and they feed me information. So they explain things to me, they teach things, and they're often the ones that bring through the healing energy or awareness. So, for example, when someone comes one-on-one, does a one-on-one session with me for work, for whatever it is they want to move through, it's my guides, it's these energies that – give me the information, they show me images, they point out things on their body, they say sentences, they point me in the direction of books or awarenesses or create sensations in my body. Um, So that's who they are. I don't have a name for them. I don't necessarily have where they're from. Um, I know that some people have names for their guides, but for me, they're, they're beings. They don't have a particular form. They're just an energy and a sensation. And, um, yeah, they teach me a lot and they help guide and make all of this existence a lot easier. Oh, so good. <laughs> and I'm, like, really jealous. I'm, like, looking at, like, where are you? To my, like, like oh, show yourselves. Yeah. No. Well, for that, I would have to be doing the work to mm-hmm. get to connect with them. I know they're there and I will get around to it, guys. So, like, just hang tight. <laughs> But did you, do you feel that, like, what helped you access them more and become more connected? Or have they been there all way? Or obviously they would have always been there, but was it, is it like through your meditation practice? Is it through, um, you know, like how do you connect to them or what helped you connect to them in the way that you do now? Or has it something that has always been that way? I think it is something that has always been this way but I was very lucky that when I was younger um that mum reached out she found a meditation group and there was a guy leading the group who she was explaining a few things about my experiences and he said bring her along and um he became my my mentor so he explained a lot of things to me because I was having all these sensations which I assumed everyone else, when I was younger in particular, assumed everyone else around me was experiencing. Um, It was kind of at that later school age, young high school age, that I quickly realized my friends were not (laughs) seeing or feeling the things that I was seeing or feeling. And I think it's at that age when 
people start to realize that they're noticing these things that not many others are, that they shut it down or their parents shut it down or say it's an imaginary friend or it's not real or it's voices in your head or like I firmly believe if I did not have the parents that I had that um, I would probably be in a psych ward for some of the things that I was <laughs> saying I was experiencing. Um, but yeah, so anyway, my, my guide, Mark is his name, he, um, my mentor, he taught me how to work with this energy, how to switch it on, how to switch it off, how to make it louder, how to make it quieter, how to get really fine-tune it, how to get clearer on it. Um, and it predominantly is through or was through a meditation practice that I was able to get clearer because through the meditation practice I could close off this physical world. I wasn't as distracted by the colours and the sights and the sounds and communicating with people. I could just go inwards and to that space, that higher dimensional space. And I kind of think of it like when I drop into meditation, I'm transporting myself to that space and sitting in a school there in that space and they're teaching me all these things and how to do stuff, I guess. <laughs> um, I want to go to that school. Totally, right? <laughs> that sounds amazing. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, in a nutshell, that's how how I came across my guides. And it's definitely been – there was totally a period in time where I chose to ignore them and switch it off and didn't want to hear it all. Um, yeah, so I switched – did switch it all off, but I pretty much – got a very swift boot of like no this is what you're supposed to be doing and it's such an intrinsic automatic part of me that I don't think I could ever fully turn it off that's see it's but then again even going away from that to come back to that you know Mm. it's that I often say that the best and quickest way to work out whether you're living in alignment with your sole purpose or your core values or anything for that matter is to slip out of alignment Mm. and that is how you know like that's we need those like whoa that doesn't feel real great (laughs) like to come back and go oh this is cozy like you know like Mm -hmm. this feels good like I feel the vibration feels really sweet here like you don't feel that pull so we all have a frequency right like we're Mm -hmm. all emitting energy all the time and we each read each other's energy is Mm -hmm. that accurate totally yeah okay so how do we do that like, <laughs> just an easy question. Like, yeah. I told you, I'm like, I'm asking you questions that I want to know. Yeah, like, totally. It is, it is fine tuning. Um, mm-hmm. So it's what I always say when anyone comes and like, I want to learn to be intuitive. I want to see her or I want to hear her. I want to feel um, the energy that's around me or I want to get clearer on what it's around. It's a muscle and it takes practice. So if you wanted to become an Olympic weightlifter, you wouldn't walk into the gym and be like, I have biceps, let me lift the 400-kilo barbell. (laughs) Your trainer would go, that's nice you have biceps, let's build them up and make them nice and strong so you don't hurt yourself or get into a situation that's not good for you. Blow a bicep. Yeah, let's not blow a bicep. um It's exactly the same with your intuition. It's a muscle and it's practicing with it and fine-tuning it and building it up and learning about it and learning the rules of the game so that you can get really clear on what's going on and really clear on what's your energy, what's someone else's energy, what the frequency is, how to shift your frequency because we all are conscious creators and co-creators with the universe so you can consciously shift your frequency. And when you consciously shift your frequency, that's when you – start looking at concepts like manifesting and um, all those wonderful things as well. So 
to get specific around how to see, feel, be aware of your frequency or other people's frequency, it is practice. There are a variety of tools because everyone is so unique and senses it differently. So some people might sense others' energy through um, physical sensations, so warmth or tingling predominantly in the hands. It might be a knowingness, like you just know what someone else is feeling Mm -hmm. or what's going on for them. It might be sight, so it might be with your um, physical eyes or or mind's eye. You might see different um, colours or sensations or, or wavelengths going on. Um, yeah so it's it's practice it's building that muscle yeah and it's like in terms of like a relational type thing and relating to people like Mm -hmm. it's funny like you just like or it doesn't even have to be like as in like romantic relationships anyone like sometimes you just meet people and you don't even have to speak Mm -hmm. and you can feel the vibes you're like oh like there's something there there's like a like my vibes read your vibes and mm-hmm. like or you just connect with people and it's not even necessarily about what anyone's saying but there's like a, a knowing there. totally yeah mm. I Matching think that's frequency. so cool yes mm. I'm finding mm. that out real and then trusting that again yeah coming back because sometimes you can just get like a, oh this is this person's shady but they mm-hmm. sound so nice and it's like yeah and- yay like you've just got to you've just yeah you've just got to trust which is part of that practice as well and which is when when you learn physical tools like the the pendulum or the muscle testing um when you start to doubt that intuition or like oh something's telling me they're shady but on the outside they look great you come back to those physical tools to get the physical responses to mm-hmm. confirm to validate what it is that you're feeling or intuiting 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 yeah yeah yeah. you still had it right I'm the only one who's getting the words all messed up today so your new program that you have launched is called homecoming so can you talk us Mm. through what that course entails and how Mm. it came about and then how can we do it yes homecoming um it is I called it that because it literally is about coming home whatever home looks like for you um so for me it was this revelation maybe a a year or two ago it felt like something just smacked me in the face I was in the middle of a meditation and something uh a guide energy something whispered to me and just kind of showed me and this is going to If you read the homecoming page, this is kind of the first thing it says, like, this is going to sound weird, but (laughs) um, (laughs) I was sitting in that meditation and, um, yeah, something sat next to me and said, you're not fully human. And as soon as they said that, it was just a huge weight went off my shoulders and I just started bawling. I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense. Like when we come back to the frequency, it's like, I don't because I've never fully connected with people, people like and there's nothing wrong with people, people. But, you know, the people, people who they're really happy with their nine to five and they're really happy with their uh, house and their jet ski and their 2.5 kids and maybe their dog. And they're just really happy with the or they're really happy getting involved in drama and the yes. the the density of it all. And there is nothing wrong with that, but it, it it's just dense. It's very mm-hmm dense and I could just never connect with those people and there was a part of me that really wanted to feeling like there was something wrong with me that I should be really enjoying all those things and as soon as this energy sat down I was like just so you know you're not fully human I was like oh thank 
thank you. That's <laughs> thank what you. I need. <laughs> yeah, but thank you for letting me know that now I have permission to step into all of my weirdness because I am weird. I am different. And there, when you fully, when I had that permission and did fully step into it, like the things of say, like coming out of the spiritual closet and like this homecoming, all of a sudden I started meeting and finding all of these other people that were like, yeah, me too. I don't get that stuff or I feel this over here or I experience life like this. Or actually I really, I see these things. And so it was once I gave myself that full permission to be like, oh, I am so not a, a person person. I'm this conglomerate of mixed something You're a hybrid. rather. Hybrid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, once I gave my permission, myself permission to see that and to feel that and to live into that, I found my people. I found my, mm-hmm. my beings. I found my, I found my tribe. I found my, my group. Um, and that is what homecoming is about of going to your home, to your space, whatever that feels like. So for me, again, this leans into the bit of the woo woo weird and whatever, but for me, that home space is, um, being a star seed and, uh, something about a, a constellation called Sirius of which there's three planets that exist in mm-hmm. there, but there's this idea that there are, um, energies and communities that live up there. So if you go back to your question about my guides, then that is where my guides would be. That is my home. That is my energy. When I drop into my meditation and drop in fully deep, that is that parallel universe and space that I take myself to and meet and learn and um, communicate with. So yeah, that's, <sighs> that's what all this homecoming is about is for those people who kind of sit there and go, I don't get it. I don't fully fit in. I don't understand what's going on. I can't find my niche. It's like, cool, move through these six weeks and let's find your niche. It's not going to be the same as my niche or the person next to you or anyone else in the course maybe, but let's find your niche. And um, so we do that through, so it's six weeks, and um, we move through these different processes Firstly, around like understanding those physical tools of how to understand your intuition, um, getting really clear around how to move through physical blocks because that's part of this whole spiritual energetic growth. Yeah, it's like you're traveling through a birth canal and there's a really tight squeeze spot sometimes, so it gets <laughs> uncomfortable and gross and yuck, and yep. you just got to move through that. Um, but there's freedom on the other side. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's moving through these six weeks, getting really clear on what your specific form of intuition or um, connection point is, who your guides are, how you connect with them, what your truth is, what your purpose is. So we all have these life purpose, right? There's a reason why we're here, whatever that may be. So in homecoming, we get really clear. We go and we find what is your life purpose? What is it that you're here for? Which may not necessarily be a thing or a place or an action. It might be a vibration. Your unique purpose may be to bring a specific vibration here on earth and your only job is to be that, to go about your life, to still go work in the office or to still have the chats or to still have the kids or whatever it may be, but you're pure life purpose is to bring that vibration and radiate that vibration in everything you do, no matter what it is. Um, yeah. So we get really clear on, on all of that and it's done in a, a group setting as well. So you have 
other people with you. And that's, we've just, I've just finished this week, um, the first lot of six weeks and it has been like, it sounds so cliche life-changing, but honestly life-changing because we had a group of people where people could ask any question they wanted and there was no, oh, that's a bit weird or what makes you think of that? There was at least one other person like, oh, I found this resource or I've read this book or I feel like that or have you tried this? So it becomes this little hub of um, it's not just me saying this is what we're doing this week and here, here we go. It's this group of group-led, I guess, interaction and learning as well. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool space. And in the, in the past six weeks, it's been phenomenal watching the growth that has happened. Like we've had people face lifelong fears. Like someone, for example, couldn't drive uh, in a car for more than an hour because they had this huge fear around anxiety and panic attacks. And then at about, I think, the week four mark, they drove seven hours from Newcastle to Shit. Gold Coast and then back. Yeah, and then back without, like, gleefully like obviously exhausting because seven hours of driving but so yeah. excited to to do it like they just busted through that lifelong fear oh. barrier and we had people quit jobs and we had people find their life purpose and people fine-tune their um their, their working life and people um there were they're two beautiful women who were pregnant during like on the course and the later end of their pregnancies and so they got really clear on the souls like meeting the souls that they've got in their bellies Stop. and it was just I know oh. so much <laughs> I so love much, it. Um, really cool. Yeah, really, just really cool stuff happened in, and just clarity, like being able to trust the intuition and self and understand that you have control. Like at the end of the day, we all have control in creating our lives. We are conscious co creators with the universe. We're not just kind of sitting here at the hands of fate. We have, we actively participate in what it is we experience. So, um yeah it was really 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 cool six weeks and I'm very excited the next six weeks will be um starting around the beginning of October so on my website so reneewilkinson.org forward slash homecoming there's a wait list there so if you pop on the wait list I will let you know when enrollment's open but it's that's awesome fun times I'm like oh my god I want to go I want to do it (laughs) that's great oh my god Renee thank Mm -hmm. you so much for coming on today and sharing that with us and honestly you guys like I get to see Renee quite often and she's the real deal like (laughs) honestly a gift like and you will see that if you get the opportunity to work with her and if you what if people aren't based in Newcastle how can they still work with you is there anything online at the moment or is it coming where you can work with people remotely absolutely so um I work do one-on-one work so do that via Skype um or however you want to communicate over the technologies (laughs) Um, there's so many ways now to do that isn't there but yeah absolutely can do um distance Mm -hmm. and homecoming itself is all online so even though it's live but it's all online none of it is in person so we we gather online and we have these chats and these group conversations online Um, so yes so anyway so we had yeah people in queensland and melbourne um someone who participated was traveling all the time so I think she was all over the world as she was doing it um but yes definitely wherever you are in the world you can participate in 
pretty much anything I do other than yoga classes, which is a pretty in-person thing in Newcastle. But otherwise, yeah, everything's on my website and it's all available no matter where you are. I love that. Thanks. Well, see, I didn't even know that. I knew we were talking about it, but it is online. So great. Mm -hmm. Well, I will link you in the show notes and also tag you in the post. And guys, if you have been listening today and you love this or have someone who you think would get a kick out of it, please tag it, share it and help Renee share like this wild wisdom with the world because it's so fucking cool. Honestly, (laughs) I love it. Thanks, Renee. Thank you. 